Hello everyone, my name is Shama. I'm with Girls and Geese. I am the program director here and uh, we're super excited. We're back for yet another edition of our Next Generation series where we feature young up-and-coming athletes. Today uh, we have a very special guest. Her name is Mona Bailey. She's been a competitor. You might see her at helping out with tournaments. She's also a huge advocate for um, al- those with alopecia. There we go. Yeah, we did it. How are you? (laughs) Good, good. I got you sideways. Is there a way to get you to... Yes. Do you go this way? There we are. There we go. We might too because of the headphone. So how have you been? Good. How are you? Good. It's the same old, same old. (laughs) I hear you've been pretty busy. Yes. uh, We're home this weekend. I was actually in Arizona yesterday. And then we're back home. We have a tournament this weekend, uh, Battlegrounds, one of the tournaments here. Big team tournament. We have a lot of competitors going. So excited. Excellent. Excellent. Now, I was just telling everybody at home, you know, I feel very fortunate to have been a part of your journey for some time now. I remember you coming up as a little girl, now <laughs> blossoming you into a young woman. Um, and you've done phenomenal things, not just in your own jiu-jitsu career, but for other people as well. Um, one of the big things that I know you're an advocate for is uh, those with alopecia. And mm-hmm. that's something that you've had on off again, on again, um, uh, not battle, I would say, but you've, it's a condition that you've had off and on again. And uh, so I, I know that a lot of people out there, when they are struggling with it in jujitsu, you're my number one person like, oh, mm-hmm. go check out Mona and Bailey and her family and it's... they're great advocates for it. So, Tell us a little bit about yourself. If you were to sum yourself up, what would what would you say? Um, I'm Moda Bailey. I'm 17 years old. I am from Houston, Texas. Train out of Cross and Gracie, Houston. I've been training for I make eight years in August. Actually, um, I come from a big family of ten siblings. Um, I've had alopecia alopecia since I was nine years old. Uh, my hair started to come back. Um, like my sister G does my hair, and she can hide some of the spots, but they're still there. So it comes in here and there. But yeah, that's that's my life. <laughs> I know it's so it, I, it's so it's so bizarre seeing you with hair. I remember for so long you had no hair. And, I know. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't recognize you. I mean, you're gorgeous either way. Thank you. <laughs> and no, you it's fun it. to play with. Thank you. Now she does these little like five-year-old hair girl styles and I love them <laughs> so I had a scrunchie in my hair today when I was training so I get to play with everything right now <laughs> excellent so so you know I know I know it's something that you know you've rocked you know you definitely gave a lot of people confidence um out there how did you get to that point was it just something that you're just like this is who I am and uh this Honestly, is what I'm gonna do or was there a struggle trying to adjust to that Not at all. I remember my mother started doing my hair and she found like a dime size, this keeps falling, a dime size bald spot in the back. And, you know, there a few more started to pop up. And so they took me to the dermatologist and my siblings didn't know. I got them to school and they were confused as to why. So they took us and we went to a good amount of doctors until the last one finally told me like it was alopecia. So um, they brought somebody into the gym to kind of explain that, like, you know, she's going to look different. She's going to lose her hair, but it's nothing serious. She's still the same person. So they did that for the gym. I remember my parents circled up the whole family. And after they told my family, we did a big group hug. And then at one point, I had, like, 
more bald spots than hair. So they ended up having to shave my hair for a wig, for my wig, to, my head to get fitted for a wig. And I, I was smiling in that picture. My brother did it with me and my dad did it with me. So I honestly have never felt like, you know, why me? Why do I have this? I was always okay with it. And then when my hair started coming in, I'm like, okay, this is fun too. It came in a while before we started letting grow out. But it was still like spotty. There was more hair than bald spots. And I had my eyebrows and eyelashes back. But when I, when I would let my hair grow, my parents would say I look like a Chia pet. And that like I wouldn't compete. So we would always shave it before tournaments. But then quarantine came and I wasn't going anywhere. So we finally let it grow out. Oh, that's, a, that's amazing. That you, I, I mean, not, a lot of, not a lot of people, I would say, in general, have the confidence that you do. So it, it's really awesome to see somebody mm-hmm. your age that, that has that. So how did you get started in jujitsu? You know, what, what kind of led you down this path? So, like I said, there's 10 siblings. Um, my oldest brother mentioned it to my parents, but he actually never got into it. Um, the three oldest were already, like, adulting, working by the time we started. So my brothers, John and Jalen, started first. And then Mark started, Dominic started, I started, and then two girls, Gianna and Janela, started right after. So we've all been doing it. A few of us did kickboxing right before jiu-jitsu, but we all started doing jiu-jitsu, and we were there all the time. So then my parents started doing it because they're like, you know, we're here, why not? Um, so at one point there was all seven kids competing together and training, um, for a while, my older siblings, you know, grew up, started adulting. The girls took a break. So it was Dominic and I for, by ourselves for a while. Um, but now my sisters train a lot with us. So it's mostly us four right now. And my sisters actually took a break from competing and they are both competing tomorrow with Dominic. So so it's a family affair. (laughs) Yes. We spend so much time at the gym. That's all we do. <laughs> I bet. And, and traveling, too, because now you've started to kind of step up. And not only are you competing now, you're actually helping run tournaments as well. So you're learning, like, the in and outs of actually the business side yeah. of that. Actually, that- my dad and Dominic are at a tournament right now setting up for it. But it is, it's, it's good to see both sides of things. You know, uh, we work Naga, so, you know, we get to travel and if there's ever a purple belt they need, I get to jump in and compete. So it's fun to see both sides of things. So what are your goals moving forward now that you kind of see that, you know, I know your parents help run an academy mm-hmm. and now you also are helping with tournaments. Like, is that something that you see in your future? Is this, is this your path or is there any other passions <laughs> that you're pursuing? Um, mostly jujitsu. I just started Muay Thai again because I think it would be fun to at least do one MMA fight, get it done. Um, but mostly jujitsu. I want to open my family gym. Um, I want to compete and train. I just got my purple boat not too long ago. So heavier, bigger competition that I've been going with and it's super fun. Um, working the tournaments is always a fun part of things. Um, I do. I think we would keep doing that. Dominic and I have recently started to ref a little bit since we got purples. But I think this is this is where I want to go with for my life. Do you like laughing? Is that something? I know for me, it's always been like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to make those calls. <laughs> I feel like it's so awkward just standing there judging people, especially white belts to be going. And I'm like, you know, I don't think that's what we're supposed to do. But it is pretty fun. And, like, I usually get the really big dudes. So I'm like, okay, I'm little. Y'all big. Don't kill Mona. <laughs> and um but no it's super fun i get to make friends with everybody um and the naga referees really take care of us too making sure they correct us if we need to and if somebody talks like 
stupid to us, they'll get on them real quick. No, that's good. You got some backup. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. At what point was it that you said, you know what, this is something I could do for the rest of my life? Was there like this moment, kind of that aha moment of, oh, this is, this is what I've been, this is that missing piece? Or was it kind of just a gradual like, hey, this is what my family does and I'm just going to do it? No, I mean, most coming up as a kid, it was mostly like, you know, we're all here, let's do it. But I think once I started teaching, I realized that, you know, this is what I want to do and competing, I want to compete all the time. And I love teaching. I think I'm a very good teacher. I teach my babies at the gym. Um, and I've gone around and started teaching seminars. I actually have a seminar on Sunday, an all-female seminar here in Houston or in Huntsville. But honestly, I think teaching is what I want to do. Um, I've gotten better at it. You know, I'm a very low talker, so I've learned how to use my big girl voice and everything. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, I find that when I was teaching more that it actually helped me be a better practitioner because 100%. I have to break it down. How can I explain this? It's just not just me going off an of instinct and muscle memory. I actually have to, have to use my yeah. words, mm -hmm. right, <laughs> and my actions. Yeah. So it's a skill. It's good that you're learning that at your age, you know, you you're doing a lot more than most kids your age, you know, that as far as <laughs> you're getting a lot of uh, adult responsibilities very early on. It's going to help prepare you. <laughs> I joke about it because my professor, Jared, um, I'll call him right before little kids class about what to teach or something. And I'm like, look at Moda adulty all by herself. <laughs> he jokes with me. <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> No, I think I think you're going to get a step ahead, you know, because these are not experiences that a lot of kids your age have. You know, a lot of them are out, you know, unfortunately, some go down a, a, a path that may not take them to places that, that we want them to go, you know. Mm -hmm. And so you have such a nice structure and support system, it looks like, that it's yeah. going to really kind of nurture whatever you want to do in life. 100%. So what... What are, what's some advice that you can offer for somebody who's, you know, some, maybe somebody's your age and saying, you know, I watch jujitsu on UFC or, you know, I see it on, uh, you know, YouTube, but I'm a little intimidated. I don't know if it's for me. What advice would you have for them? Um, I, don't, I would say not to shut it down before you've tried it. Jiu-jitsu is a very tough sport to get behind um not a lot of people it's not for everybody uh the other day this guy came to the gym and he was halfway through class and just like stopped and everybody's like you know that's fine it's not for you it's not for normal people um i would just say keep going you're gonna have the tough you know starting days you don't know what to do you're not the highest in the gym always getting beat up but then sooner or later you'll find your way and learn and how you want to do things and it, it's worth it 100 percent what helps you kind of get through those rough days? I'm sure, you know, we all have them. <laughs> but what, what kind Sleep. of you Sleep. No. <laughs> Honestly, if I'm having a bad day, I just go to the gym. Like, those are my people. My babies, they're so funny. They, they don't know what they're talking about. I have one kid that talks all day long and has no idea what he's talking about. Oh, there's my dog. Um, <laughs> but... Honestly, the gym, those are my, like, my favorite people are at the gym. So we go, we have a good time, we joke around, we do whatever we want. But at the end of the day, it's serious and we start training what we need to. Excellent. Do you, so do you have any rest days? That's my question. Is there, is there any sleep for Mona? 
Um, so <laughs> I need eight hours a night plus a nap. Okay. Hold on. Put it down. There you go, puppy. So I sleep a lot. I'll sleep either in the car to the gym or um, at home in between trainings. But no, mostly it's not rest days. It's less training days. Like Mondays and Wednesdays, we work out in the morning, so we don't train. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we train morning and night. Uh, it depends if we're traveling or not. I'll kind of get a break. You know, we're driving Fridays. We're working Saturdays and we drive back Sundays. We'll hit an open mat if we can. But those are when we rest. But if I'm home, we're training. And then Sundays and Saturdays and Sundays, we train in the morning. So we get the nights off. But I'm training every single day. <laughs> <laughs> That's Basically, a lot of training. <laughs> what all that bit. Yeah. But like I said, we spend... We leave my house at four and we'll get to the gym around four thirty and we're there until nine o'clock. So That's an all day affair. So you live at day. the gym. <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> I know sometimes with like people who are couples or siblings, they have a hard time training with each other. Is that something that you've ever experienced with any of your siblings? So Dominic and I do everything together. I train Dominic's my partner every single class. We have the same spot on the mat. We used to roll a lot together, but then we would get very, like, petty with each other. Like, one of us would go a little too hard, the other would get mad, and then we would, like, go for blood. Um, so we'll still train here and there together, not every day. Um, but, you know, now it's more like, well, he'll still try and beat me up and, like, break my foot five times. But um, it's more fun. Um, my sisters and I usually have normal rounds, but Dominic and I, since we do everything together, it gets to be a mess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so a little so, bit more of a competitive edge there. <laughs> we've grown up, though. We've gotten better. We don't That's do good. that anymore. It's more like <laughs> him trying to take me down with all these fancy ones, and then I'll do little spinny stuff, and then he'll, like, sit back for an ankle lock, and then... Yeah, that's, that's how our rounds go. <laughs> so I always like to ask people this. If you could describe your game in one word, what would it be and why? Ooh, um, I'm on the spot now. Um, I, so I talk a lot. One word does not do justice <laughs> for me Okay, we'll get, you'll get a sentence. Take all a right, sentence. okay. <laughs> I think it is a mix of my professors, um, a mix of the people I work with the most. I'm very good at like, you know, picking up the one thing they're working at. And like a month later, it becomes my thing. But it is my thing now. I've stolen it from them. So <laughs> there you go. I, I own it. <laughs> it's mine now. Um, we're at the last super fights. And my professor, Jared, is very big on like 411 and saddle position. And he hit this new entry from Wormguard. So I went back to the gym and I found it and I hit it in... Um, Arizona this weekend and nice. I told him I'm like it's my move now I stole it that's it it's not <laughs> yours anymore it's mine <laughs> so that's basically how it goes <laughs> hey that's that's the name of the game mm -hmm. <laughs> so fun. you've been doing it for a while now um I know sometimes you know jujitsu jujitsu is so different for everybody right um it has different purpose it has different meaning have you seen like is there something that like oh that's I know you say you uh, acquire these moves <laughs> from people, but is there something that is like yours, like that you're known for that you just kind of honed in that is something yes. that you mask? What is that? It's my triangles, 100%. My triangles in the Malivera, the arm, the shoulder lock off of it, that is my move, 100%. <laughs> that, that, that's what we got to watch out for with you. 
Yeah. <laughs> and since we got purple, Dominic and I started working um, with Professor Jose, like right after we worked, you know, the new fancy footlocks and everything. And I hit it. I hit it all in one super fight. Nice. And I went and I took a break from triangles because, you know, they started hurting my knees and everything. So during training, I wouldn't go for them. But now when I compete, that's literally all I hit now. That's it. Hey, so. hey, if it's good, it's good. It's there. So, <laughs> so that's what I'm you, working with. <laughs> do you get nervous before going into tournaments or is it kind of at that point now you've done it so many times where you're like, oh, here we are. I'm just going to go. Yeah, no, um, I don't get nervous anymore. Like you said, I've done it so many times. It's just like the new normal. I get more nervous for everybody else than me. Like we had the super fights and my sister Gianna did her second one. And I'm standing there and I'm like, oh, no, that pit feeling in my stomach that I'm nervous <laughs> for them. And the Dominic way, and it happened again. But this doesn't happen with me. I think it's more like watching them compete. It's what takes more out of me than me actually competing. Yeah, no, I know, I know that one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds like you have a phenomenal support system. And mm -hmm. I think through my journey, I've realized that that's something that's – it could make or break you. Having that uh, support system is so crucial. What are some things that you think – that you have maybe learned from your coaches that you try to pass on, on now to your students? Like what are some crucial things that you think are important to being a good coach, being a good instructor? So one thing that we do at our gym is after our late night classes, our competition classes, um, Jared basically circles everybody up, you know, any questions or anything. And then he goes down to um, mostly to believe in yourself, you know, believe that you're going to get this takedown, that you're going to get this guard pass because it starts there. It starts in your head. Um, and he and I have the same conversation the weeks up to my fight. It's the week of you're going to kill this girl. You're a smoker. And then it's that day right before my fight, I say the same thing back to him. And I told them, I told him, I actually said this to people. I'm like, it's not cockiness, it's confidence. It's more that you're confident in your jiu-jitsu that you're going to go out there and do the best that you can. And that's good to, you know, put into adults, but the kids too, to like believe in themselves and, you know, win or lose, you're going back to the gym tomorrow and everything will be okay. <laughs> oh, no, that's for sure. I think I think sometimes we put a little bit too much stock into winning all the time, mm -hmm. right? We don't see the value of our losses. Yeah. What has been some of them? What has been one? If, I know that you probably have a lot. But what has been maybe one of your top three experiences that has really shaped you in your jiu-jitsu journey so far? Ooh. Oh, I know I got some stumpers for you. Yes. <laughs> Um, let's see. Oh, wait, I need you to re like re-speak your question. So what, I'll make it simpler. Yeah. What has been one of the, out of the top three experiences that you have had in jujitsu, what has been one of the, like, you know, you can pick from one of the three that has really kind of shaped who you are as a jujitsu player, as a person, uh, has really kind of stood out to you in your journey. One of the most memorable experiences you had there make it a little simpler <laughs> i told you i talk a lot um honestly they're all like a lot of my major things are like another big step for female jujitsu like for submission under pro i hold three of eric's titles and they get I, there's a lot more i know there's a brown belt title and a black belt title he's giving the stage for women jujitsu and there was an all females card 
for Submission Hunter Pro, and I think it was the first. And that was the big step. That was another big step for female jiu-jitsu. Um, I think more, you know, teaching seminars also and, like, the people you meet, it's more like, you know, these people came to see me teach. You know, it's a big deal. Um, we were actually at dinner um, after a seminar. We have a new professor, um, Celso Ricardo, and, and he's like, Carlson Gracie has never had a female world champion, and you will be the first. And I have not forgotten those words. It wasn't even that long ago. It was like January or something. <laughs> but I have not forgotten those words. And I tell everybody that. I'm like, this is, this is the next goal. This is the next step. After everything else, as at Black Belt, this is the first goal. So I don't know if that answered your question at No, all, that's perfect. But... <laughs> that's perfect. No, I, you know what? And if I think anybody's up for the challenge, it's going to be you, right? <laughs> and I think you're definitely on your track to making that happen for yeah, sure. I'm super excited. Super excited for that. So, so if, and then, and then this is kind of rounds out to my, to my last question is if you were to leave a mark in jujitsu, what do you want that to be? What do, what do you want to be remembered for? What do you want your legacy to be? Um, you know, I want it to be, <laughs> I need to find words. Um, more, to just keep going, you know, like I said, female jiu-jitsu is up and coming. A big, it's changed in the past mm -hmm. few years, 100%. You know, we've had more opportunities. And I think you want to keep going for the ladies. Um, I want to keep growing, um, build my women's team. Um, I actually, uh, Professor Alicia Sandoval, she's crossing Gracie's black belt. And I just spent, um, they had that crossing Gracie camp in Melbourne, and I was with her. And she's a female crossing Gracie black belt, and she's building, you know, bringing up the ladies um, for good. And, you know, she mentioned a women's camp that she's going to throw in California. And I would love to be a part of that, to build up the Carlson Gracie team and the women's jujitsu team in general. Um, I think uh, yet another thing you're up to the challenge. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's, is there anything else that you'd like to add that we didn't cover today that maybe you'd like to let the world that's paying attention to right now and in the future watching this later, what would you like to say to them? Uh, just be honestly, <laughs> you know, I, I talk a lot when I don't need to. And now when I do, it's not there. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, just to be on the lookout for, you know, everybody, everybody up in the up and coming, these women's are coming and women's, the ladies are coming and we're making a name for ourselves in jujitsu. Yeah, Absolutely. And I, I'm excited to have you in the future of that, you know, I feel like, you. you know, I, 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 I'm not quite there, but I, I've thought a lot about this in that, you know, there's going to come a time for me, right, where it's time to kind of pass the torch. And it's really mm -hmm. cool to, to see that there's so many young ladies in your generation that are mm -hmm. already like stepping up to the challenge and already saying, you know what, this is what I want to do. This is what mm -hmm. I want to continue to do. Um, and just like I did from the people who inspired and led me. So I'm, I'm really excited. And that's part of why we do this series is to feature outstanding young girls like yourself that are <laughs> going to carry us to the future. And um, it's really amazing to see where we're going to go. I think the sky's the limit. You know, we got a lot of momentum coming behind us yeah, to keep sure. pushing us forward. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, well, it was such a pleasure having you on. I'm you so too. glad we got to catch up. This man was fun. I look forward to seeing you, you in the future. And uh, 
Thank you for sharing your journey with us and your insight. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. And keep inspiring, you know. Thank you. You inspire a lot of adults and young girls as well. So you're you're an excellent role model for us. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. It was a pleasure having you a part of this session. And tune in for more uh, here at Girls and Geese. We're on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. Thank you. Bye.